You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you Part of the problem that hurt me in the beginning, well, I guess you, I heard on one of your podcasts that they only did 45-minute rides yeah. in the beginning, and mm-hmm. I'd always try to do 45 minutes, and it would knock me out, and then I'd need like three days off, and then that fourth day, I'm like, uh, I'm not going back, and you start in the cycle again of you know just getting bad habits, so just... There's no shame in starting with the beginner classes, doing only 10, 15 minutes of whatever you feel is good. And you'll see yourself building up and, you know, coming back and being able to do more and more. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 188. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. We are back. Woo! Happy New Year! As of the time that this airs, it will be officially 2021. I have never been so happy to say goodbye to a year. This is it. I'm excited. (laughs) I I hope so. I'm such a pragmatist. I'm like, it's just a calendar. No, no. It's not just a calendar. There's a lot of things we're putting behind us. Hopefully. No. No, it's, it's so not a hopefully. Hope, I shouldn't hope for it's it. It's not a hopefully. It's happening. Tom. Oh, okay. We're going to will it into existence because that is how I do things. Okay. I will them then into existence. why'd you existence. let this year happen in the first place, I didn't honey. see it coming, man. Why'd you let I it happen? I didn't see it coming. If I had seen it coming, You'd I would have, have willed that shit out. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had that power. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you wouldn't be with me. <laughs> and I'd be exercising all the time. If you could, if you had that sort of power, you'd be uh, like touche. You'd be like Samantha on Bewitched. You'd crinkle your nose. And next thing you know, I'd be on a Peloton. Ding 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 ding. So uh, before we uh, get into things too much, uh, we should talk about on the last episode. We should. We talked about the word deaf versus the phrase hearing impaired. Yes. And so we were under the mistaken impression mm-hmm. that hearing impaired was the more 
polite or acceptable form. And there was apparently a, a period of time where that was true. But that is not the case that that people who are deaf actually do prefer to be called deaf. Yep. And so uh, that was our bad. Well, thanks to people. We had a couple of different people pointed out yeah, to us very thank politely. You for, yeah. You thank know you. what? I just I would like to kind of yeah. can we just hold on that for a second? <laughs> uh, because, you know, there have been times that people have corrected us. Time to time <laughs> And uh, just to be clear I never mind that uh, Ever But I will say That when people approach it The way they approach this It is so much more delightful Yes So they, much more they Thank were, you They were very polite And I think because our heart Was in the right place We th- we thought we were saying The we, right the right we thing We really did We weren't And so uh, I did some Some digging Because I just wanted to find out Why that is So because mm-hmm. And we had other people Ask like well why is that That seems like that would be The nicer thing to say But for a lot of people Being deaf is actually like it's almost like an ethnicity or a, it's a culture, right? And and sometimes when they, they even capitalize the D, right? And uh, sorry, I'm just making a capital D joke yeah, in I my know. head. And I I'm saw trying it. To, I could see you trying, doing that. Trying to keep it respectful, <laughs> given the topic at you hand. You should. But, uh, but deaf people like the D, too. <laughs> sorry. There's only so much you can expect from oh, me. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, and so they feel like they prefer deaf or for people that are on a spectrum of hearing loss, a hard of hearing mm-hmm. is preferred over hearing impaired. Yeah, so. it's it's, uh, it's kind of fascinating. I I had no idea. Yeah, totally. So thank you to everyone who reached out and educated us so politely. Yeah, and we posted about this in the group, but since we said it on an episode, we figure we should correct it on an episode. Absolutely. So, ta-da. Yeah. Um, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year again. <laughs> and what do you have in store for people? Oh my gosh, we have so much to catch up on because uh, even though Peloton instructors kind of had some time off, Peloton had lots of surprises in store. So we're going to talk about that. There are a bunch of things to cover and John Mills is back. So we're going to have that. Jen Mann is on the show. So we're going to have that. And of course, our awesome interview. So lots to get to. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you are getting your podcasts from. You can find us. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, hang on. The shameless plugs have been interrupted. Well, people are always asking, how can they help us? How and can they help us? I just want to point out that um, one thing that can help us is... A is- shoebox full of 20s. <laughs> oh, I mean, I would always okay. say yes to that. But in seriousness, the the thing that people can do to help us is like when we post in the OPP... Mm-hmm. Go out there and like it because what happens is I post and it takes like six hours to get approved or something like that. And then it just sinks down. Just sinks. So if you guys go and like it and you comment on it, it keeps it bubbling back up. And the thing is, there's so many people that are new to the community. They have no idea. Especially at this time of year. Yeah. They don't know that we exist. So educate them. Share the episode. Like our post. Uh, You don't have to like it everywhere. Just in the OPP. You know, yeah. I, I mean, mean you I know can I, like it you everyone. can absolutely, but I'm just I'm not assigning you homework. Right. I'm just saying like it doesn't need to become a full time job. Right. And I know from posting it, it can become a full time job. Can. OK, yeah. continue on. With your OK, so we're a shoebox full of 20s. Is that yeah, where I was yeah at? that's where also you um, if that's too much for you, shoebox full of fives or tens. <laughs> that's also acceptable. Shoebox of pennies. Right. Well, it uh, seems like the shipping would make that not worth their while. But I'm thinking we're not getting any no, shoebox I don't think of we anything. are either. So uh, seriously, though, uh, where was I at? Shameless plugs. <laughs> Uh, Apple Podcast. Oh, rate review. We have a new review. <gasps> Yay, man! I am pumped. Having some time off, really. Uh, I feel refreshed. We should we should take some time off more often. <laughs> this is from Auburn Guy nineteen eighty two. Says love the podcast. I love this podcast as one of the original comeback recipients. Aww. Thanks to an XXL tribe 
post about the program. I started listening a few years ago as I transitioned from app writer to Peloton owner. I sincerely miss my Friday commute due to this podcast and COVID, but I love to listen and catch up whenever I can. This couple is amazing, and it's funny that my wife and I are completely opposite as I'm the Peloton obsessed one. Great show. Look forward to hearing what's up, what's new, and uh, the leaderboard name is Triple Nickel. Oh, that's awesome. So thank you. Thank you very much for such a kind review. Also, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, you can sign up for our newsletter. Yes. At the And last but not least, all of these shows are recorded in video and they live over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. While you're there, be sure and subscribe to that as well. Uh, just so our YouTube numbers don't look so sad. So there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Breaking news. So back again this week is John Mills from Run, Lift, and Live. Hey, John. Long time. No talk. I know, right? Yeah. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All Happy of Kwanzaa. the things. All, All of that. the things. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. I think, uh, I think for once my energy level can match yours, John. Holy I, cow. I am, I am hyped. <laughs> I am so hyped. I, I, I feel like I need more time off because like, I feel so refreshed. I just keep talking yeah. about it. Like, time <laughs> off is awesome. It is. I love it. I'm like, man, if she's got that kind of energy, why are we wasting it on a podcast? <laughs> be the shortest episode ever. <laughs> might not even have an interview. <laughs> so, <laughs> John's like, okay, this has got real weird. I know. <laughs> I can just, I'll just step out. Yeah, he's like. I'm going to start blushing. <laughs> so, uh, segueing into the news. Uh, <laughs> Peloton announced this week, uh, actually, well, today, as of this recording, yeah. that they're extending the 30-day the trial to a 60-day trial for their app. Yeah. So so I find that pretty interesting. Do you think, John, that this is like them going like head-to-head with Apple? Do you think this is them like, take the gloves off, here we go? <laughs> Told well, you. Yeah, I'm maybe. I don't, well... Yeah, the first thought I had was they announced this at the same time that they announced the uh, new music, those new collaborations, those new mixes. Yes, yes. Um, and so, um, so I thought, oh, are they trying to entice people with the new music and then throw in this as kind of an additive to it to get them to jump in? Because when I read the article, they also say it went to sign up. Now, I don't know if this is the standard. Maybe this is new. I'm not sure. But to sign up, you got to get a credit card. It'll just automatically roll into a purchase I think after the 60 days. Of uh, a bike? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, you bought the bike right in the thread and all of that. Surprise. <laughs> but I, it automatically rolls, I'm sorry, into a subscription. Yeah. A $13 subscription. So I don't know if that's new or not. I don't know if it is either because, like, we've had... It's just like you. We've had the the you, equipment so you long. You started with the bike, yeah. So, so I don't never, even. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's probably it's probably common, and I say that simply because anytime I sign up for anything that they want you to purchase at the end, you do a free trial, and then at the right. end of it, it rolls into the actual purchase. And then if you didn't want it, you needed to sign. You needed to decline before it started. Candidly, right. it's like that. Yeah. It was interesting that they pointed it out in the article, which made me go, "Hmm, I wonder if that was always like that." I think I it's just the article's take on it. And here's why. Trying to pad their word count. I, yeah, I do. I <laughs> think that's exactly. I do. I do. The thing is, is that also what came out today was five, five new commercials all about the app. 
And right. there were five of them. They're all 15 minutes to, or excuse me, 15 <laughs> to 30 seconds. But the interesting thing is they're all focused on the app. There's one about meditation. There's there's a couple about outdoor running. And there's one about weights. And there's even one that's like, you don't need the bike. So I think, I think this is, that's why I landed on, uh, we're going head to head with Apple. This is our throwdown. That's where I yeah, came up with that. It's like all the other stuff is kind of surrounding. They want they want to just go head on with the app. So then the commercials, the music, that makes sense. And now we're doing 60 days aligns with Apple. Right. That adds up. And that adds up. But see, I I think what's what's interesting to me is that, you know, obviously we've talked in the past about how focused on iOS the mm-hmm. app has been. Mm-hmm. So I think that now puts them in a very odd position in that if they're trying to go head to head against Apple, it seems to me the low hanging fruit for them would be, you know, to make other would, other would, operating systems work as well. Right. Would be to make Android so better. Right. Because because the Apple people that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, so it just seemed the Apple fitness is going to be bundled in with so much stuff. So many right. people are going to get it perceptually for free they signed up for this other thing with apple whether it's apple tv or apple news apple news or unlimited data or whatever and they throw in apple fitness and so the perception is going to be well i've already got apple fitness for free so if you if you want to boost your numbers it seems to me the obvious place would be go after android users because they're not going to get it bundled in with things but they got to pay no matter what then you need to make that your app and android kick ass well I think actually, Tom, you might be onto something because I mean, I bet you Peloton has known Apple's do. I mean, we know that Apple Apple has been planning this for a while, so maybe Peloton started making all these changes to the uh, Android app now because they knew that that was going to happen. They knew that they needed to get it up to parity for that exact reason. I, I mean, I think I think you bring up a good point, but I think that they've addressed it. But is it? I- is the Android app? Do you know? Is the Android? I mean, I know they've made some adjustments, but is it as as good as the iOS? I think app? the only thing you can't do now, John, you have to you have to correct me because now I don't have Android anymore. But uh, I think I think it's the only thing different now is you can't preload classes, right? Everything else is the same. I don't know what the limitations currently are. I haven't used the app that much recently, but I know historically there were limitations. I know over the last few couple months. Mm-hmm. We've seen some new updates that were as if it was trying to come up to parity, but I don't know where it's at right now. But you have a point. Um, I mean, maybe they are attempting to get there. I would have thought, and someone mentioned this in my group, I would have thought they would have also lowered the price as well. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah, but it sounds like what they and what they're thinking is we're delivering a better experience. We have we have more to offer with, within our app. And by the way, look, we're throwing in this music that's exclusive to us so maybe they're thinking they're all with even without giving putting the parity between the two devices they're just at a different place maybe i well two things one i think we'll have a conversation later about the beatles so that's that's a whole different (laughs) thing uh but so i think you bring up a good point about that but also they do deliver a better experience because maybe you don't need to buy an entirely new television Oleg, but you do, you do still have to buy a box and it's not the same. Like, and I know that Apple lovers, like that's totally cool with them, but, but like for somebody like me that I already have all these TVs that can do all of these things, you want me to buy another goddamn box? Like, are you kidding me? You want me to buy another thing? I don't, I shouldn't need to buy another thing. I'm all in at this point. I have the watch. I have, I have the phone. What do you want from me? You're not all in. 
That's why, to me, I still feel like the Apple piece, I don't know if they're head in on this. It's, it's more like this is for the Apple enthusiast, the person who has bought into the whole ecosystem and, oh, maybe we can get you to pay a little bit more. Like, yeah. that's what it yeah. still feels like to me. I, I don't know if they're really, really going after that space. I concur. And when, when people are like, oh, Peloton better watch out, my, my response, and I'll, I'll test both of you. Name a show that's on Apple TV. <laughs> I mean, clearly I can't. <laughs> Erica probably knows one. <laughs> but like, you know, but like there are so many like different shows and different streaming platforms that have a, a ton of buzz, right? Like yeah. Hulu's got Handmaid's Tale or right now. Uh, well, I guess the teacher isn't theirs is on FX, but it's streaming on Hulu. But, you know, obviously Netflix has a ton like there's, you know. And, and for anybody, I think you've brought this point up before. So I know we're going to get people saying there are good shows on Apple I'm not TV. Saying there we're aren't not good saying shows. there aren't. The point is that we can name all of them. And I have an Apple TV subscription and I cannot name one television show. We haven't show even logged into it. Because, because there's nothing that's like, I got to go watch it versus Netflix versus right. Hulu. And that's your point. Yeah. And so they, they haven't hit that big buzz show yet. And so my point is that, you know, for all the talk about they're going to take down Peloton. Well, they couldn't take down Netflix mm-hmm. or Hulu. And right. And they want to. They want to be to your point, John. They want to be that go-to place for everybody. They want to have a little of everything, so that a person who loves Apple can have a one-stop shop, and they don't need to go do right. all these other things. And I mean, there is value to that. There, there absolutely is. is. Absolutely. There's Which enough market share for whether or not Peloton is really going. Oh, we need to like fight for this space. Are they really just going? Oh, we can't really advertise really hard on hardware right now. Let's push this. Oh, you bring up a good I point. That's a really good that's point. That's a solid point. Yeah. And it also, um, I think, not only gives them something to talk about that isn't a piece of equipment, but it also, if they increase the perceived value of the app, it then it doesn't seem as much of a letdown when you when you tell the people waiting for a bike, oh, but you get the app for free until your bike shows up. Mm, that's right. a very good point, too. You know. Go take some walking classes or some some breathing meditation <laughs> yeah. while you wait for your bike. Right. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Take a hike with our app. <laughs> take a hike. Literally. So uh, it, it also came out last week that Peloton has acquired a company by the name of Precore. <laughs> this which is crazy. Which almost sounds a little dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> no, Tom. <laughs> Little pre-core? No, Tom. No? Okay. It's not quite. It's almost. Almost. <laughs> pre-core. Right. So, uh, and pre-core is kind of best known for, uh, they're really established in hotels. Yep. And right. universities. Right. 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 So it's very different. I have so many questions about this acquisition. I I mean, there's a lot we know. We know that they paid $420 million. We know that Peloton mostly did this, according to them, so that they have all of this like in-house ability to uh, go after commercial. They can uh, increase their, what do you call it, warehousing, manufacturing, all of those things. But I have so many questions. What happens to all the stuff that's already on the floor of Precore? Like, like they, they already sell a rower. Does that mean that technically Peloton now sells rowers? And then and then you brought up the point, John, in one of your posts about the, the whole mad dog thing. Does that mean that now Peloton owns spin 
or or some part of it? I mean, what is what is happening? <laughs> be honest, I was trying to just start a discussion with that. I can't figure out the tie there, and but so I couldn't really defend the question when I asked it. But 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 right. I mean, so. <laughs> So we know that Precor worked some deal with Mad Dog Athletics so that they then produce these spin bikes and can put the term spinning and spinner on those bikes. Right. But, you know, I don't know if that really means that they own the rights. It was kind of like, a you know, some type of deal between those two companies in that relationship. They probably have it in that context. But it makes you ask the question, it like, does? is there... Right. I don't know. And also right? what happens to all the people that work for Precor? Like they're building all the stuff for the home market. So like, are they going to just start like putting Peloton screens on their already existing stuff? Or are they going to like, okay, you guys that worked for Precor all focus on commercial now. Everybody right. else all work on the home fitness. I, I mean, it's just like my brain just goes crazy with the logistics of this. I struggle to even focus on the home piece. And maybe you guys can help me with this. So I go to their site and right, you can go into the commercial stuff. You can go into the home fitness stuff. And when I look at the home stuff, do people even buy that? It's not even like they're really trying to push people there. It doesn't look very fancy. It kind of looks thrown together. I don't get the home piece. It's more so like we have all these bikes like we've made. Commercial, they say a home things there, yeah. but they're more commercial. It's almost like they've made all these bikes for hotels and somebody's like, oh, well, I'd like one for my house. Like, okay, we'll sell you one. But it's not. I wasn't sure because I know people have pre-core ellipticals and things like that for their home. But I wasn't sure where that like cutoff is. Is it is it like that on their website now? Because because this acquisition occurred or was it always like that? I don't know the answer to that. And that's I don't either. So my mind could could only I could only really focus on the commercial piece. I, I didn't quite. And I've seen other companies like that with, you know, they're big commercial vendors. And then you go to their site and there's like this little tunnel to right. some, <laughs> some home purchase. Like it, it didn't seem like that's really what they do. Well, that's what it felt like with prequel. Yeah, because there's probably people that like travel a lot. Yeah, that they're they're going. They're always staying at a Marriott and they're like, I really dig this elliptical. Who makes this? And then, right. oh, oh, OK, yeah. I'll buy. So, I mean, I could see a situation like that, but. But yeah, right. I, th- I think they're. It seems like their focal point though is 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 selling them in quantity to hotels. So, so, but what does that mean? Does that mean Peloton's going to now sell ellipticals? I, I don't understand because I mean, I'm, John Foley is on the record as saying no to yeah. ellipticals. So like, <laughs> he what are is not an elliptical fan? Yeah. So like, well, what does know, that they mean? They're going to work these things, you know, in, of course, in the interim until they can fully c- complete the sell and then merge these two things together. Like, yeah, it makes you wonder what's going to happen with that business. I don't know. I mean. Also, I don't know what Precor was worth two, three years ago. I think um, Amer Fitness owns them. I, I can't remember the parent company. No clue. But I read information about how they were thriving and then they wanted to sell that business. And I'm assuming that even prior to COVID, it seemed like they were losing uh, uh, revenue. And of course, with COVID, it kind of tanked. So it makes me wonder, like, did Peloton just purchase you know, this large corporation for pennies, the same cost it would have it would have cost them to build out these facilities, plus all this R&D and people. And oh, like, you have a great point. Do they need to keep all that other business. Mm-hmm. Right. Like based on what they spent. Right. Right. So That's what it makes questions. me wonder. That's why I'm not quite sure how this is going to all play out. I, I'm anxious to see how it all kind of sells. Well, it's, it seems to me, though, that like so if if their goal is to get into the hotel space, it makes sense because if you think about it, you know, like, you know, ever since like 10 years ago, anytime you walk into a hotel, 
room, every clock radio, you can plug your iPhone right into it. Yep. And because they had reached that level, if they can, if they can basically flip all the bikes in, in hotel gyms to Pelotons. Can you even imagine? I mean, that's a huge win for them. Yeah. Right. And, and and also for all of us who travel, right? That's amazing. So, we I mean, would be I guess, able to work out anywhere. <laughs> I guess in the short term, those bikes that have a user interface will it'll just be you can log into Peloton on those bikes. But as those bikes die off and they sell people and they sell those hotels new bikes because they already have a relationship with them, then they can they can come back and say, hey, for the price of a pre-core replacement, we can give you a Peloton replacement, and then that's something you can image. And your ad materials of your gym right. stocked with Pelotons. And, you know, and then it makes them a lot stickier. Right. Uh, I, I thought also somewhat like like uh, the Lululemon acquisition of Mirror. Like so, so Lulu acquires Mirror and they're very clear that in doing so, they're thinking they could push their, you know, their athletic wear as part of that device. It's like it's another input in people's homes where they're they're doing fitness and they could sell more fitness wear because their instructors will be wearing it. And so I saw this similarly, right? Because now Peloton has purchased this company and their their products are in all these spaces already. And they could use that also as an advertising channel, whether it be for their bikes, their treadmills, or their fitness gear. Right from these hotels and these gyms, I'm really interested to see how this in the short term, right? Like they could just they could just put the app on there, but they could also be pushing products on those. Yeah. So to that point, the next post that you have here, Tom, mm-hmm. is uh, this is actually John. You posted this in your group. This is a demo of the Precore Preva platform, and it's yeah. on their commercial equipment. So I thought you brought up some really good points here because if you look at this, and we don't even have to have the sound on, you can see in the images and when you're watching this video that like literally you sign in to all of these different things right on the screen and i know right. some of you are listening but what it what it does is it pulls up these different tiles there's one for like netflix and there's one for i don't know spotify and and things like that and so so i think what we're kind of all saying here is this new software could easily pull up the peloton app but also to your point john maybe it'll pull up a thing that's like go to the peloton store you like that top that robin was wearing during that workout go click on it go buy it right and and the preva platform was built so that gyms could set it up to customize it so that there's an entry screen, they could put their their own logo and their own disclaimers and messages. But also there's an advertising pop-up banner at the bottom of the screen oh. for selling product oh. for that purpose. And so, I mean, so when I saw that, I, that hit me right off the bat. I, I was like, are they going to be selling Peloton Boutique gear right from and maybe makeup because we know there's some kind of cosmetics thing happening so right right (laughs) along with yeah and these are the these are there we know we keep talking about hotels but let's not forget they're also in universities oh yeah and and so here's the advantage of a university is that you're getting people used to your brand at a very young age right impressionable an impressionable age there's a reason when a college freshman starts they're given you know gillette's given everybody free razors because they want you to buy the refill Gillette's and they know that once you make that choice you stick with it for for decades at a time and I know I still use Gillette to 
this day because somebody handed me a free Gillette razor when I was a freshman in college. And so if they can get those college kids baked into the Peloton ecosystem early, they're going to stay there. Also, those college kids, statistically speaking, are more likely to make more money and then turn around and buy other. So, I mean, it's really smart in that regard. And we should probably address uh, one aspect that you and I discovered. Well, and I didn't know if we wanted to do that here. I I think we should. Okay. I, th- I think we should. We're, we'll talk about it in an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. But but we were talking to Kristen Fleshner. Kristen Fleshner, who's a, a we've had her on the show in the past. She's blind and she's a disability activist, mm-hmm. and and she has had conversations with Peloton about their accessibility issues. And because Precore is available in universities, they have to be like fully compliant. For from an accessibility standpoint. So when, you know, we don't even know if Peloton realizes this yet, but they basically in the mix of all this acquired all the basic coding for making your various pieces of equipment accessible to people with differing abilities. And if they're going to put it in hotels and universities, they're also required to go by the rules because because uh, universities have to be right. They have to be compliant for people to be able to use it. So like they enter a different kind of like level of needing to be compliant in those things. So so we thought that was super interesting. I think that's very interesting as well. On top of that, in acquiring this, I, we know that that Preva platform, you can sign up for it. Like a, like a, oh. I don't know that there's a cost to it, but you can create a subscription. So that, oh. the, and then you can set up defaults. So that the tiles that you want to see in whatever order you want to see them, what, you know, what softwares you usually start when you're working out. And, and I don't know what else they track. They may track metrics of how much you work. I just don't know how much they track. But so if you go to another hotel or another gym and use another pre-core product, you could use a card or log in and all your preferences come up, all your information before you start wow. working. That's so my powerful. mind starts thinking, are all those people going to flip to digital subscribers? <gasps> Like, is there a way to flip? The, who are these people? And, and do they flip? Right. Yeah. Or how do they flip them? Right. Like I, I got all kinds of questions on that. Yeah. yeah those are, these those are, are great questions. questions. Yeah. And maybe it just makes it more accessible to a college student. Maybe that right. just that's what that does. Yeah. It kind of takes that whole like how they gave those digital memberships to all those HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really interesting. It, it casts that net even wider. It does. Yeah. That's fascinating. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's all coming together. It is. And then uh, real quick before we let you go, uh, <laughs> talk about uh, Goldman Sachs is investing in Echelon. Talk to us about this because, you know, Echelon, that's my favorite I- topic. I mean, I don't understand. I'm not hating. I know I'm a hater. I'm going to just admit it. I'm a hater. (laughs) I hate on a lot of products sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm not hating here. I don't understand because I know. So so Goldman Sachs led the funding round to make 650 million, you know, as a part of this this round. So um, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I'm assuming they're going to, you know. It's, I don't know, expand their products. They already well, got it depends on what Peloton does. They got a copy on that. So it, Peloton's <laughs> got to do something first, John. Silly, silly. <laughs> <laughs> silly, John. Well, I don't know what they're going to do with that. But but I guess where I'm saying, I'm, I'm like, hey, maybe it's not hate. I don't know if it's hate or not. Is <laughs> In the article, they say that Echelon has 100,000 users. 
and made $100 million in their fiscal 2020. Hmm. And I'm, that's throwing me because 100,000 users, I'm assuming they mean members, not subscriptions. I would agree. So like in my household, I'm to one subscription. It's me. Right. But I got three members, right? It's me, Erica and Jasmine. Right. So they've got 100,000 members. Then that means they've got what, 50 or 1,000 or less subscriptions compared to Peloton's nearly 2 million like I'm, th- th- it's this seems so tiny. I got to imagine Nordic Track and Bowflex from Nautilus, probably even Minx. I think they all have more than fifty thousand subscribers. Hmm. So to me, that's not the money that they made in this funding round. The size of their membership to me is shocking. That's it, stunning to me. Maybe it explains why they have such a low number of uh, like Instagram, Instagram social followers, media followers and things yeah. because they don't have that many subscribers. Yeah, that would align to that. But uh, and and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's easy to to get people to invest sixty five million at your company. No, I, don't I, know, get, I get what you're saying. Why amount? I'm struggling. Like, what are what are what are, what are we doing? What's the intent? Like I'm completely lost with this whole thing. I think it's just a hot space to be in. And this was low hanging fruit. That's what I think, too. I I really do. They were like, oh, well, we need to we need to be in one of these. Like right. These things yeah. are all the same, you know, because investors just kind of treat all of this as the same. They think they right. think that, like, if you look at Wall Street, they think Echelon equals Peloton. Right. No, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, guys. Didn't Goldman Sachs almost like go bankrupt a decade ago? Oh. I don't even well, know. Yeah, they they're big huge suit against them. Yeah. yeah, so I mean like let's not just because they got a big fancy name that everybody knows, let's not assume that they know what they're talking about <laughs> Maybe either. Maybe they don't always make good decisions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but all, so I'm on two sides of this whole thing. So on the one side I'm going, "What? I don't quite get the funding round. What's going on based on that those numbers?" Yeah. But on the other side of it, I know Icon's talking about going public. They said they're going public in 2021. When they go public, what's that going to mean? What's the competition level going to look like as soon as they do? Is Viatech and Echelon looking to try to like follow Peloton into this, in the public space along with Icon? Are they trying to come along that road? It would not surprise me. Like, I mean, it's I think right I don't think it's necessarily a good long-term strategy, but I think there's for certain people at high levels, there's probably a quick cash grab there. And it would not surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me either because again, Echelon does whatever Peloton does. Yeah. Peloton went public. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying that like, I'm not, I'm not even being sarcastic. Like I'm being dead serious when I say it would not shock me if that's their plan because Peloton did it. Agreed. (laughs) So. So, Well, I guess uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Welcome back. And uh, before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you. They can find me on Facebook in my Run, Lift and Live group or page. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift and Live or at runliftandlive.com. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink and it also makes me feel good. Like it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. (laughs) (laughs) This generation's V8. Yes. I I do Uh, But I love the way It makes me feel It's like I get all of my vitamins And I'm ready for the day Just with a drink And like I said It's a good tasting drink And it can help replace Your your multivitamin Just by drinking An AG1 every day Yes And not only Did I replace My multivitamin With AG1 But I love That every scoop Also includes Prebiotics Probiotics And digestive enzymes For gut support It also has Vitamin C And zinc To support my immune health If there's one product I had to recommend To elevate your health it's ag1 and that's why i've partnered with them for so long if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d3k2 and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clip out that's drinkag1.com slash clip out check it out so it came to our attention last week that peloton has launched their Insights Lab. That they have. And what can we make of this? So, uh, basically, overall, it's marketing research. Okay. But I think it's interesting how they went about it because you had to be invited. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you get the link from somebody else, you can't. It won't work. It won't work. Yeah. It's also interesting some of the things that they ask Mm -hmm. uh, because first you have to qualify. So after you get the link, after you're asked to invite, you still have to qualify. So they want to know what equipment you have in your home. Do you live with other people? What's your annual income? Where do you live? What kind of air, what kind of employment do you do? Right. And they want to know if anybody in your family works in certain industries. I mean, most of that is standard. They those are pretty standard survey questions because they don't want to ask a marketing guy questions in the marketing survey. Right. Because we kind of know how it works. And right. so we'll skew their results. Totally get that. But it's interesting because they made a community. Why do I think that's interesting? Because you go in and you fill out these surveys, but you can also introduce yourself. Now, there's no if you're in this, I don't want anyone to worry There's nothing in there that can identify you Um, like any of those questions that I just talked about. There's nothing in there that's going to say what your household income is or who you live with. So you don't have to worry about any of that from a safety perspective. But I just find it interesting that like they want to have this community where people can discuss things. Now, I also find this interesting because it's specific to the tread. So a few months ago, there was this new thing that came out that's like, you can be part of all these different marketing things that we're doing. Like, right. we want to check this out. This is different than that. This is totally different. This is specific to the tread. And I can't help but wonder, is this specific to the tread because they want to make improvements to the tread plus? Is this specific to the tread because they've never actually marketed the right. tread? And that's that's per Peloton during one of their recent investor calls. Or is this because they want to figure out the best way to market 
the new tread that's coming out that just is is out there on the market now in right. the UK and and will soon be over here. So what what is their their rationale behind this? Why are they doing and why the timing of now? I feel like it has to do with this launch, but I'm not exactly sure what. I feel like it's COVID related. Why? So they're creating this community, right? Yeah. So typically the way these marketing research things work is they they put you in a room and like the, the you know they're going to show you a commercial. I did oh. one years ago for Jiffy Lube and it was like you know, and they got really mad at me because they were like, "Because you were a marketing guy." No, because <laughs> I, I wasn't officially marketing guy yet, but but I still had a love for it. But they got really mad at me because I was like, "I can't tell any of your the oil change places apart. You're all the same to me." And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Y'all, all of your logos are square and they're red or red and blue." Mm, and, all true statements. And so I'm like, so whether it's Jiffy Lube, Valvoline, Valvoline, whatever, I'm like, it's all the same oil change place. Like, I cannot tell you apart. And they were very mad at me for saying that. But I'm like, well, you brought me in. But anyway, they put you in a, in a conference room. They put mm-hmm. 10, 15 people around a table in a conference room. They can't do that anymore. Mm. And I wonder if this is an attempt to replicate that. So they were, were conversations can still occur. Yeah. And that in the past, we would have never necessarily seen this starting because they could have reached out to people on a more one to one basis and put them in a conference room and they can't do that hmm. all interesting no, theories. No, just a theory interesting and then while we're talking about the peloton tread there is a new peloton tread commercial yeah so while this has been going on uh while while you're playing this commercial uh i will point out that like <laughs> december 26 they went live in the uk for purchase and uh it will soon be be able to be purchased in the u.s some there's eight states that it will be able to be purchased in february okay. uh, and then in march it will be nationwide including for the first time ever alaska how about that? So that's very exciting. The Alaskans have to be very excited about they that. They are. They yeah. are. And people are already asking, like, I want to go purchase it now. And you can't buy a buy button. The only buy button out there is for the UK. You can. Ne- and that didn't go live until December 26th. So gotcha. I don't know if the plan is they're not going to have a button to press buy until <laughs> those states go live. I don't know. We'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. But um I'm really excited to see the tread come out on the market and see how people respond to it because the tread plus is just a beautiful machine. I love running on it. I thought the tread itself was a great machine, but there's just a lot of questions I have like, is this going to be better received, less issues? There's been some quality issues with the Tread Plus. Right. No secret for anybody. And also, uh, you know, I'm interested to see how the classes are going to work when you have the free mode that works on the Tread Plus, but it doesn't work on the Tread. Yeah. How is the different, in- how are they going to account for the different inclines? All things I've brought up before, but I'm just interested to see how it goes. Also, I still don't understand why the UK got it first. I, I, and I don't have a problem with it. I just don't understand. Yeah. Like logistics wise, why did that happen? I feel like that means something about manufacturing facilities in the background. Gotcha. And I would love to know exactly what it means. Just the way my, my brain works. <laughs> Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us today, back again, Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couple Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long run radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection and Intimacy. And she has her own fancy app called No More Diets. Dr. Jen, hey, how's it going? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. So, uh, so this week's question, once again, is from a from a listener, yeah. and she asked, "How do you handle parental guilt 
when you're getting in a workout every day, but you feel that you're missing time with your kids, especially when they continue to ask throughout your workout like needy little punks. I added the needy little punks. Yes, you did. She, add that. She did. There. I just... I'm speaking for her. I'll say it so she doesn't. <laughs> but have like to. when they're asking for you the yeah. entire time you're working out, and I yeah. th- this one really stuck out to me because my my daughter is old enough to not do that now. She you know she's 14 and now she wants nothing to do with me. But yeah, we'll see her again when she's like 19. <laughs> yeah. is our theory. Um, but but I remember like I remember when she was like five, four and five, especially it was just constantly like. Hey, mom, mom. Actually, it was mommy, mommy, mommy. (laughs) And you're just like, ah, because you can't do anything. You can't do anything without them interrupting you. So I I remember feeling constantly guilty. I I have I have no words for this mom because I feel it (laughs) because you're right there. Yeah. No, I I totally get it. You're awaiting the answer as well. Yes. (laughs) As as you know, I am a mother of twins. I'm grateful that they're 14 now and they can do their own thing. But I do remember those days as well. And and there are a few things. Um, One is create the boundary in advance. Mommy's going to be on the bike from this time to this time during that time you like I always say to my kids, my Peloton, it's not therapy, but it's therapeutic. <laughs> and like you, in this pandemic, you may hear me cry on the bike. You may hear me laugh on the bike. Like I'm OK unless the house is burning down, unless someone has fallen down and they can't get up. Don't interrupt the Peloton therapy. <laughs> so like granted, they're older, but I do think that early on you kind of want to quote unquote train your kids to, res- to, to respect the Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to understand that this is mom or dad's time to themselves and that this is really important time. And it's also, it's a nice role model for your kid that it, that shows them healthy time is good for me. I enjoy this. This is important for my well-being. When you're a grown-up, you'll probably do something like this too, which sets a great example for them. If your kids are younger and you don't have someone who is watching them, a partner or someone who lives in your home, a parent or whoever, then what I recommend doing is save some toys or coloring books or things for your kid that you only bring out we want the novelty effect that you only bring out when you're on that peloton and i would stock up you know from the dollar store stock up from you know the amazon black friday cyber monday sales the new year's like anytime there's a sale stock up on things that you think your kid will like and you keep it that stuff in a separate box that they don't see so when you get on your bike and you do your 30 minutes or whatever it is your hour you can say like, okay, I've got some really something fun and exciting. Here's a new toy because that will keep them way more occupied than the same old Legos they've been playing with for the last five years. I love that. So, That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to get on the Peloton. You can watch an R-rated movie. <laughs> Well, that's actually the next thing. I would go for the R-rated, but if your child is old enough for screen time, and as you, any of you know who have read my book, Super Baby, 12 Ways to Give Your Child a Head Start in the First Three Years, I recommend not giving kids screen time until they're at least three. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends two, but they're, they're saying that between two and three is a gray area in terms of brain development. So... I waited like my girls didn't watch TV till they were three and a half. So I always recommend better on the latter side. But that first 
three plus years, depending on how long you wait, it's your opportunity to train them to entertain themselves. Okay. Okay. And what I found with my kids is that I was fortunate that early on I had read the literature and the research and made a choice not to do that. So my kids were able to sit with the board book in their crib for an hour, hour and a half on their own. Wow. They were able to play with their toys on their own because they had to. They didn't have once once you give them the screen time, it really does make them less able to focus and concentrate. It it's kind of like when you eat sugar when you eat food with like tons of sugar and MSG and like all kinds of chemicals and stuff. It's like, oh my God, that's so exciting. And then you have some steamed broccoli. It's like, whoa, this <laughs> yeah. is boring. Like, yeah. this is terrible. But if you grow up on steamed broccoli and then you have something else, it's like, oh, that that's good. And then you go back to what you do. So if the baseline is I can entertain myself as a kid, then you're ahead of the game. Okay. But the, do not disturb novelty toys saving up screen time for when the parent is is doing the Peloton and, and also, you know, being able to have someone else in the house who's aware of how sacred that time is, who will support you in what you're doing and entertain the kids. That's priceless. Yes. That's priceless. Those are great ideas. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. And I do think one other thing I just want to add is that we, as women in particular, I've yet to encounter a man in 30 years of being a therapist who has said this. (laughs) But as women, we tend to have a lot of mommy guilt. I've never met a, a guy who said, like, I feel really guilty for working out. I feel really guilty for going into the office. Like, I'm missing this time with my kid. But I hear it from women all day long. And I think that there is a lot to be said for us working on letting go of that mommy guilt and saying like, I'm being a good role model for my kid. And I got to, you know, it's it, even though it's become a cliche, but it's like, you got to put the, the uh, air mask on yourself on the plane before you put on your kid, because otherwise you could faint and cause you didn't get enough air and, and your kid can't get the mask on. Right. So it's Absolutely. like, we need to, feed ourselves and give ourselves the oxygen before we can give it to others totally agree absolutely well thank you for all that until uh next week where can people find you on social media instagram snapchat facebook twitter at dr jen man two ends on jen two ends on man awesome Awesome. you know some of the people struggle with a lot with their pelotons Mm -hmm. or like fitness equipment in general fitness equipment yeah is what do you clean it with Absolutely Because you get it pretty gross This is something I see people ask all the time If you're using it properly It gets gross Absolutely And some people sweatier than others But but the thing is like What do you clean it with? Because you want your You want your Electronic equipment And your Fitness equipment To last a long time right. Especially when you're Paying the kind of money You are for a Peloton Like yeah. you want that To last And so it's always like I see it all the time yeah. what, do you, what do I use? Especially in the age Of connected fitness It used to be like It was just stainless steel And vinyl now there's like special coatings There's things there's plastic pieces uh, That like protect from the sweat There's screens there's Wi-Fi's There's dongles what do we do? Well I believe I was ignoring your dongles Okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> Happens when you've been married for a while <laughs> I believe we have a solution we do. And it is called Logan Active Clean. Uh, so we've been talking to Logan Active Clean for a while now, and uh, they have been talking to us about launching their new products. They wanted us to try them out. And I was skeptical because um, 
When you use cleaning products, there's almost always a residue right. left behind of some kind. Guys, this this cleaner doesn't leave any residue behind. I tried it on every surface I could think of. I tried it right on my Peloton tablet. Mm-hmm. I tried it on the tread. I tried it on the bike. I tried it on, I even tried it on the tonal. I tried it on my yoga mat. I tried it on my steps that I step up on. I tried it on the bench for the tonal. No residue left on any of those surfaces. It's completely organic. It's alcohol free. It's cruelty free. Yes. That's important to you. Which it is. And uh, and if it's not important to you, they have a version that is cru- that has cruelty. It's, no, it does not. It's, but, but it's got, uh, and it's, you don't have to worry about what you spray it on. You can spray everything down and wipe it and you're done. And here's a little thing I pointed out to them that they hadn't even thought about. You can cl- use it to clean your car. Yeah. Like, because you, you, you've got a screen in your car. That's right. And you're like, it'd be, you want to wipe down the dashboard and you're worried about that. Well, you can. Take it out to your car. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I want to point out is it even works on the tread slats, the tread plus slats, because they're kind of sticky. So it's like, what do you use on that? Right. It even works on that. Like, I haven't found anything it doesn't work on. And it smells good. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are interested in trying this out yourself, you, because you listen to the clip out, get 10% off of your order. Uh, it is the, use the code clipout 10 and uh, if you spend fifty nine dollars or more, you will get free shipping in the contiguous United States. Yes. Uh, also, if you just want to check it out, you want to see what else is out there, you can find it at loganactiveclean.com. If you want to follow them on Facebook, it's Logan Active Clean, and on Instagram at Logan Active Clean. Peloton in the news. Interesting story from Barrett Sports Media. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So ESPN has one of their positions is an NBA countdown producer. I had no idea that was a thing until I read this article. So I think that's one of their shows, NBA countdown. Oh, so she's a producer for one of their shows. (laughs) They're not. She's not like on every NBA game. No, counting counting down. down. No. Oh, it's it's not like a producer for that. Oh, my God. We don't watch a lot of sports here. That just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, that's, that's the kind of thing you see me do. Well, I have my moments. Uh, so anyway. Must be contagious. There is a show called NBA Countdown, and uh, they have a producer. And apparently, she is potentially leaving and moving to Peloton, yeah. which is the whole reason we're talking about right. this. Her name is Amina Hussein, uh, and it's just a rumor. Nobody over at uh, the ESPN network would answer give any kind of comment nor at peloton nor at peloton which probably means it's true (laughs) Uh, because if it wasn't true they would just be like no it's right like call peloton and say we've heard you're hiring tom from the clip out and they're gonna go (laughs) no (laughs) right they're not gonna be we don't have a comment no comment Uh, so this is interesting because uh, ESPN has been losing a lot of people just in general with everything happening this year it's just been kind of a crazy year but i find it interesting that peloton is in the news for potentially for poaching, poaching ESPN talent. Yeah, like, like that's that's kind of crazy. It's it's pretty fascinating. I mean, they've had hires from big companies before, Absolutely. obviously Instagram, Disney, but it's just it, they just keep hiring from these big companies, and it says a lot that the people that have what I think a lot of people would consider to be dream jobs, yeah. are willing to leave a job like that. For Peloton Absolutely I will also say ESPN is notorious For paying like shit Is it? Yeah Ooh but, interesting Yeah Hmm 
At least they used to be. Yeah. I don't know if it's, but I, I know they used to be notorious for like, you would go there, build your resume and get the hell out of Dodge. Well, when you're known for being a good company, like a, a big company. Yeah. That's easy to get away with. Totally. And then people uh, wrote about Robin Arzan <laughs> and some of the criticism she's been getting for daring to exercise while pregnant. Yeah, apparently she has been getting a lot of comments. I mean, shocking on the internet, people have opinions. Hmm, who knew? <laughs> uh, but people have just been telling her like, "Robin, you need to you need to calm down. You need to not work out so hard." And she's like, "You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and worry about my body and you worry about yeah. your own." And um but she said it in, you know, Robin style but but really if you even if you're a person who's concerned that she's working out too hard I don't think that any of us should compare ourselves to Robin because what doctors will tell you you can work out when you're pregnant to the level you were before so for example if you were running before you got pregnant and it's comfortable for you to run by all means continue to do so right that is probably however not the time to start a marathon training program. Right. Yeah. Like, so so you kind of have to take it into consideration. She's used to vigorous workouts hours long right. a day. So continuing to do that while she is pregnant is not unusual. Here's another thing to take into consideration. What's that? She's a fitness professional <laughs> and she probably, probably, just with a capital P, probably knows more about it than you do. Well, it's her body, so yeah. she knows more about it than any of us. <laughs> but, I, but I will say, like, it might be my body, but there's a lot I don't know about it. Okay, so, yeah, but, I get but that. But she's a fitness professional. This is her job. She's been trained and certified, and she knows things, and she knows more than the neck beards on the internet. Absolutely. That are <laughs> and, and let me just be clear. I fully support Robin in this. I will also say just because you're a fitness instructor does not mean that you understand how your body will respond in a pregnancy. And and so people who are doing this for the first time, being pregnant for the first right. time while working out, need to talk to their doctor. I assure you, Robin has talked to her sure, doctor. No doubt. Yeah. So like the bottom line is let her live her life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's none of our business. Right. Yet here we are talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about how people shouldn't talk about it. That's so right. I think that's. We're, we're grandfathered in. That's, that's our, different. That's our loophole. That's right. Yeah. A quick follow up on the Monica Ruiz story from last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was our guest. She was great. She's the Peloton wife. Yes. Uh, if you're unfamiliar. Yes. And uh, she mentioned to us that she was going to be taking her 200th ride uh, the weekend that her episode aired. Right. And uh, then she broke her toe and then she wasn't sure she was going to be able to ride. And uh, so she had to make some adjustments last minute and she was able to still ride. She was able to ride with Jen Sherman, who gave Monica her first shout out ever <laughs> in her Peloton career uh, and uh, in pure Jen Sherman style. Sure. She gave an excellent <laughs> shout out. Uh, and I have to give a special thanks to Jen's men for making that happen because I made a, a message. I would like to say a phone call, but it was really just a message. Right. And then that was then sent through the Jen's men brigade <laughs> through Fred and then Howie. And that got to Jen Sherman. And uh, she she was like, hey, you remember that commercial? Yeah. She's on here right now. And she did 200 rides. And it was an epic shout out, like just epic because Jen gives epic shout outs. So uh, congratulations to Monica. It was also her birthday. So it was just kind of a big weekend in general. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was very cool. And I was glad I was on to be able to see it. And I'm glad you taped it so I could see it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have been on to see it. No, we know. 
Peloton took one step closer to a monkey's ride this week. <laughs> um, I think they're just slowly trying to figure out ways to to get me on the bike. It still didn't work, but this is this is pretty close. Yeah, I, this was a great collaboration. Uh, the the collaboration we are speaking of is, of course, the Beatles collaboration. Uh, not one cycle ride, but two. There was a 30-minute version with Leanne and a 45-minute version with Dennis, as well as a 45-minute run with Bex. Plus, there was yoga. There was a 60-minute yoga class. So I haven't gotten to take the bike rides yet, but I did take the run. Yeah. And I took the yoga class. Enjoyed the heck out of it. It's just... <laughs> It's just great to listen to music you love. It just is. And, and you know, circling back to our conversation earlier with John Mills talking about how this is so interesting with Apple because there's kind of an Apple battle with Beatles. And I did not know this. So can you quickly tell that story? Sure. So uh, the, the backstory here is that the Beatles and Apple have gotten into it numerous times over the years and because the Beatles in case you're unaware started their own record label in the late 60s and it was called Apple when Steve Jobs started his computer company he's a huge Beatles fan he called his company and an homage to them Apple and didn't so, know that until we talked yeah and so then when the company took off that they um the Beatles were like whoa 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 what's this about and they sued him over copyright infringement for using their name or using the name of the record label. And Apple lost that suit, had to pay him a pretty sizable sum of money. And one of the, the one of the deal points of that settlement, this is you're talking like the mid 80s ish long time ago was Apple had to promise to never go into the music industry, of course, in 1985 or whenever this was, you know, you're nobody like, could even think about what was to come. Well, yeah, like what's a computer? <laughs> well, what? How? What do we care about music? And so they agreed to that. So when they launched iTunes, oops, like this was part of the reason the Beatles were one of the last artists to make it to iTunes is and because they were mad and and so they went back again head to head over Apple and music and they had to pay them again. So. It's interesting, and I and I think especially in the wake of Apple Fitness launching for them to turn around and do a Beatles thing, because I don't know that the Beatles would do something like this with Apple because there has been bad blood there, but money can change a lot of opinions. That it can. Well, I thought the whole thing was fascinating. Plus, everybody went kind of nuts when they saw the original advertisement, and there were all kinds of people thinking it was a rower. Yeah. So I think everybody just needs to kind of wrap their head around when Peloton says something big is coming. Just assume it's a music collaboration right. until we hear otherwise. <laughs> Good rule of thumb. Okay. Speaking of music collaborations. Yes. Uh, they also, Peloton released new classes for New Year's Eve, this New Year's week, that are counting down the top 50 songs of 2020 and they broke it down into 30 minute classes so there's five of them and uh, on New Year's Eve they're going to be doing all of them back to back on course oh wow which I think is great also if you uh, didn't see it over on the tour uh, you can actually go over and take it as a group altogether they're doing the they're doing them all back to back together as one of their tours so Oof. check that out that sounds exhausting it sounds fun but <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're watching our youtube channel right now you can see that this was uh, all the instructors talking about the top 50 countdown um it's a pretty cool little video if you have not seen it it's all of the songs that you as writers ranked the highest ah. And then while we're talking music, uh, there were, obviously they announced their Elvis uh, 
collaboration last week or they did. two weeks ago. They did. But they made a new announcement in relation to that. And I, I love it. I love this. I love this more than the Elvis collection, <laughs> which I, I mean, I wasn't super excited about. I, it's made, not your jam. It's not my jam. But whatever. This is cool. It is It is all Elvis remixes. Okay. It's all these different artists that have mixed it, like Big Boy and Chromio. It's it's their, their songs that have been remixed with Elvis versions. And they made it into a whole new type of class. How amazing is that? So unique. I love how they took like Elvis classic and then they mixed it up for like people who I mean, because for the kids today, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and I and I also want to point out that at the beginning of December, Peloton said, we're going to have a lot of gifts for you. And people thought they were going to be like physical gifts. Right. But they weren't. They were musical gifts. And there was a lot. I mean, those are huge acts that they've been partnering up with in December. And to your point, you got to wonder if this becomes a new holiday tradition every year. It could very well be. Because they're not doing live classes. So will they drop some amazing collaboration every year? Although I don't know how you can top Beyonce and the Beatles and and, Elvis. And Elvis. Like, I feel like they. Eh, There's still a lot. Rolling Stones. Okay. The monkeys. The monkeys, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. I mean, it doesn't even need to be said. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Peloton had uh, an end of year sale that started on the 26th, which is all but it depleted was, by now, I'm sure. It was, I mean. Depleted was, within minutes. It was. It was. <laughs> like, it, it went up. It, the email came out and it was it was gone so quickly. Um, I mean, I'm glad they did it. I'm sure it's like a bunch of return stock. Uh, our our buddy Bob Tremor, mm-hmm. uh, he did a little analysis and he found that like it was they were adding SKUs by the dozens, meaning that you know when we have a brand new drop, it's got a thousand. This was just like. A few right so clearly these were returns and they wanted to get rid of them, which good sure. you know and if you were lucky enough to get one great yeah but most of the stuff is it was gone instantly it went so fast even so by fast. even by peloton boutique standards yeah because yeah. there were so few but but cool glad they did it and glad people some people were able to benefit from it yeah i bought everything full price so <laughs> <laughs> i had no doubt i know <laughs> If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Checking in with the Peloton community. 
So uh, joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube is Stephen Nelback. Hey, Stephen, how's it going? Great, great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you yeah. for joining us. And thanks for your patience while I finished eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, behind the scenes. Yes, the camera popped up and I'm sitting over here chewing. I'm like, <laughs> I, I know you brought down the snack and I'm like, really? You've been home for an hour. You could have eaten at any point. <laughs> but I had to nap. I can't nap now. I can eat now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Stephen, uh, how did you originally find Peloton? Uh, actually, uh, one of the uh, partners uh, that I work with, I talked about trying to get back into shape and he's like, you got to get on the Peloton, you got to get on the Peloton and kind of blew him off. But then my uh, wife, she had been exercising and wanted it, you know, for a Christmas gift. So we got it back in uh, 2016. Oh, so you've had it so for it's a while. Been a bit, yeah. It only took me four years to get a hundred rides, though. Okay, so so she's she's had the bike. She's been riding. Yeah, the she's bike. on fifteen hundred rides. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Let's see. When did you officially like start riding? When did you begin your journey to a hundred? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd been on and off. You know, I started riding back in two thousand seventeen, but couldn't stick with it. But basically, during the pandemic and. Starting in June 1st is when this whole thing started with, you know, trying to get a healthy lifestyle and get, you know, get back to where I was. Okay. So I know that whenever you like were posting your pictures on the OPP, it kind of indicated there was quite a weight loss journey and through your time that you have become a surgeon, a neurosurgeon. So like mm-hmm. when was exercise always part of of like your journey or was it like you had to kind of put everything on hold as you became a surgeon? I don't really right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was exercise and healthy was was up there and until I got accepted into neurosurgery and then it went all downhill. <laughs> I'm guessing takes up that some takes, of your time. Yeah. yeah. One would think. I mean, you know, they always show on TV, which is what I know of how you know, like whenever you have to do your your residency and stuff that it takes and we a all lot. Know, and we all know that TV is never wrong. Exactly. Yeah, Exa- that's yeah. why I'm asking. So yeah. but it, it like they show these like ridiculous like when you become a medical doctor in general, but also when you're just doing residency that there's there's all these hours that you have to put in. Is that is that accurate? Is that hard to manage? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is you know, when I was doing it it was before they really enforced the 80 hour work week. So, you know, it was typically over 100 hours a week. Oh, wow. Man, that's a lot. So, <laughs> so I'm just curious like, neurosurgery, I mean, that's pretty fancy. So, uh, how does that work? Were you like, like 10 years old and you're like, Neurosurgery. And I you would just like have, to. Use, and you just got like to cut on people's brains. You just got <laughs> to buckle down and start right then, or is it like something you could be like go down the medical field and then be like, like I understand you. You like, oh, I want to be a doctor, and then you get involved, and you're like, maybe I'll focus on hearts, or maybe I'll focus on being a pediatrician. But like right. this uh, seems like so complex, so so hyper complex that yeah. it. it is that something that you can come to like later in your career or do you kind of got to hit the ground with that as a focus? Uh, that that's, that's a great question. And normally what you're saying is right. And everyone that, you know, I trained with was that they, they kind of knew they were going to do that from the beginning. 
when I got into med school, I thought I was going to be a pediatrician. And apparently that's the most common thing. And I soon learned you treat the parents, not the kids. So that was the end of that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I then, my my day job is concert promotion, and sometimes we'll do like a Disney on ice or something. They're the yeah. worst. They are the worst <laughs> shows. Because like if something goes wrong with a concert, somebody gets mad, and you're like, here's a free beer, and you'll shut yeah. them up. But like if something goes wrong with a kid's show, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Now you got to make the parents you happy. ruin someone's childhood. <laughs> And they will not <laughs> let you live it down. It's brutal. Well, and, and then like the first two years are just, you know, hitting the books hard and a little bit of patient interaction. But in that third year, you have to pick basically, are you going to go into the medical side or the surgical side? And the medicine just seems like rounding and pontificating where surgery is hands on. And, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And, I trained in Philadelphia in a rough area and they had an amazing trauma program. I, I thought I was going to be a trauma surgeon and I said, well, you know, I had the good scores that I could have cardiac or neuro as an option and I'll do those rotations last just in case. And, you know, on my first day, I got to take out an AVM from the brain with, with a surgeon. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to do from now on. That's day one? Wait, I wait, wait, wait. What's I, an ABM? I don't know what an uh, ABM is. So it's a, a, a abnormal collection of blood vessels that, you know, can, if it ruptures and bleeds could be fatal. And, oh. You know, I was just assisting. I didn't do much of it, but they just say, throw I, you right in. And, <laughs> God forbid anyone ever needs to do anything in my brain, but I'm hoping I at least get a guy that's like, you know. <laughs> Not well, day one? It developed like built up a little PTO first. Is yeah, that yeah. too much to ask? No, no, no. That's that's uh, that's why you know the the training programs have all the big names and they're famous in the field, right? But the surgeons are usually the residents for the most part. The critical part is is the big name. But <laughs> well, how do, how does that work? You said you said scores. So I'm curious. Like, is this like a written test, or is this like you're? I'm picturing like you're yeah. standing over like uh, you know an operation game, and you're like. <laughs> I was picturing them uh, holding up brains, and then he had to identify whose brain they were. Whose brains? <laughs> yes. That's the Abby Norman. Abby Norman. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what's uh, happening, but I'm glad you guys are good. That was that. a young yeah. Frankenstein okay, reference. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure in his field, I was not going to make the reference because I'm sure in his field, that's, that's like probably an everyday one thing. of the, the most common jokes he hears. But since he brought it up, he's alive. Uh, the, yeah, there's uh, steps, uh, step one, step two, step three, and it really doesn't determine how good a, a physician, a surgeon, or a doctor you're going to be. But, you know, the the fancy residencies, you need to have high written scores on that to get your foot in the door. There's another part where you actually interact with actors. But, you know, that actually should be the most important one. But it's thrown, oh, yeah, you, you don't know how to talk to people, whatever. But uh, you can cut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fascinating. Wow. Might be a little insight into why sometimes surgeons don't have the best bedside manner, too. Maybe maybe that's a little insight. I mean, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I guess if you're the person getting cut on, it, like having the skill to cut is probably more That important. would trump the uh, the be, yeah. being able to talk to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. We always have talked about, Tom and I have talked about this many times, that you have to have a lot of confidence, though, yeah. to be a surgeon. And I would think even more so whenever you're cutting up somebody's brain, because it's so, so, like, 
uh, there's so much yeah. going on in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> need, need to have the confidence, have, have the ego, but I, I felt like you have to, you know, keep it in check. And I, I think that's why I uh, re- relate to a lot of patients more than some of my colleagues, because I've, you know, it was, it was a struggle to get where I was. And, you know, I didn't come from a line of doctors, you know, I, I had, uh, to work, work. And, you know, I've always tried to remember where I came from and be able to relate to patients and, you know, not use fancy words to intimidate them, but break it down to a level that everyone can understand. Yeah, you seem very, very down to earth. And that. yeah. so I that's one of the reasons I asked, because I know you do have to have a lot of confidence to go cutting on anybody. I, I could never do that. So well, mm-hmm. thank you for what you do. That's amazing. Oh, thanks. So yeah. backing up a little bit in your career, what like the first taking a left turn yeah so the first time they put a scalpel on your hand and they're like have at it what was that like oh my heart is racing not as much as being on a podcast public speaking (laughs) is really making me nervous right now so funny Uh, (laughs) jerry seinfeld has a has a great joke where he talks about uh he's like the the number one fear of americans is public speaking he's like number mm-hmm. two is death he's like so <laughs> that means for the average american if they're at a funeral they would rather it be their own yes. <laughs> than to give the eulogy which is funny because i've never given a eulogy i would be freaking out that's like that's true i would yeah. not want to mm. give a eulogy i've given two of them i know you have yeah. <laughs> i crushed it but so, de- definitely the nerves are, are, are racing and but you know they know when you're ready or not they're not going to put you in a situation that's dangerous for any patient and you know you're doing better when it's later when in the case when the attending would come in that they've watched you and they've seen that you know what you're doing and it's going safely but yeah yeah the first one i i made the incision too deep and they were like just tell us if you don't know what you're doing. Let's slow down here and, you know, held my hand and brought me through. I had a, a great training. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I was immediately wondering, like, how you know how deep to cut. Like, mm. is that something you practice before you like? Yeah, actually- there's uh, skills labs and, you know, they've uh, gone with virtual training now. But there's, you know, cutting on pig's feet and suturing and things like this. So, yeah, we're not just thrown in right away. You know, that was more when I talked about uh, in med school is really observing gotcha. <laughs> for the most part. Gotcha. But, you know, when you think about it like somebody did it first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like there was you go back far enough. There was somebody that was like, give me a knife. Let's get in there and see what it looks yeah, let's like. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's kind of crazy. Let's get under the hood. Even though there weren't hoods yet. Right. There, that was, couldn't have even been a metaphor. But like somebody had to be like, yeah. I'll just slice a bitch open, see what it looks like. Yeah, like that's yeah, crazy. That, it is. It's because of those people that you know we are where we are. Totally. They Absolutely. Obviously, come come a long way, but yeah, the outcomes were not very good when surgery first started. So, whenever you went through this this process, I'm that I'm sure took several years. Did did you find that you were losing your your health, your well being oh, yeah. throughout? Yeah. Like, uh, when I was accepted to med school, and it's part of that picture I posted on the Peloton page, some of my classmates said, you're the strongest nerd I've ever met. <laughs> I <was in> such a... <laughs> and, I, and I was working out, eating healthy and doing great. And then, you know, the 100 hours a week when you get home, 
I'm not going to go to the gym. There sure. was no Peloton at that time. Right. Uh, there was not. <laughs> we lived in a small apartment in Boston, so not enough room for a home gym. And it's just sleep, eat, drink to get through that weekend and repeat it. Yeah. My first thought was like, wait, did you intern at St. Elijah's? I know. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> We're St. Allegis. Oh, that's the name of the hospital in St. Elsewhere, <laughs> <laughs> which it takes place in Boston. And so. we, we just recently we, uh, rewatched. We, the yeah, we just re rewatched the whole. It's just season. a little, Sears. a little past me. A yeah, okay. past me, okay. Elsewhere, I was yeah. too young because you you were actually studying. Instead of watching television. Yeah. <laughs> really no, no. Television is my favorite. Like we've moved several times. And the first thing I do before unpacking is set up the TV. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's an important thing. Like you got to have everything ready to go. Because when you finally get to sit down yeah, in your after, new home. After moving. Oof. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is not be able to use your television. So that is mm-hmm. very important. So do you love or hate or are completely ambivalent about like doctor shows? <laughs> I love I love them before now and now it's hard to not point out oh, that's ridiculous and that doesn't happen. <laughs> I bet I bet that are, that's so, it's so totally. true. Are there any are there any doctor shows that you watch that you're like they get it that they're pretty they're doing pretty they, good. They're there. always you can tell they've consulted and they have some of it, but they you know dramatize it a little bit. Sure, you know and. What's, uh, I, I always said that, you know, it's it's just like Grey's Anatomy, except more people are sleeping with each other. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not as good looking. <laughs> There's more sex, but it's uglier. <laughs> I, uh, That's not true. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> so um, is there like one kind of pet peeve? That all of those shows kind of get wrong that irritate. Is there like a, a something you see them get wrong over and over again that drives you crazy? Oh, that, you know, it medicine is so specialized, but the star of the show usually can do brain surgery on one day and then heart surgery the next and then can figure out what infectious disease is killing everyone. And, yeah. you know, they're just they know everything. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Can see and and that we've all be become so specialized. It's like. You don't ask me a heart question because it's like asking an electrician a plumbing question. Yeah. Now that makes perfect sense. Totally. It was just funny because I was thinking about like, like I love WKRP. That's one one of the things he just said. Saying elite like that show was it's a little older than me yet, but I know the show. Okay, okay. (laughs) So it is a show that like made me want to work in radio, right? And so, but like now I go back and watch it, and the thing that drives me crazy when whenever they're on the air. They almost never have headphones on. Which and would I, not be. You, I'm like, you wouldn't hear a thing. You wouldn't hear the music you're playing. You wouldn't know when to start or stop talking or how if you played the right record. But they almost never have headphones on. I'm just thinking like he has all this hyper medical knowledge. And just, and I'm just like, well, my thing is don't wear headphones. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I ran and got these are the Peloton headphones. I'm like, I don't have headphones. I remember your messages like, make sure you have headphones. (laughs) (laughs) 
they, 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 these are the only ones because they, they don't match the new iPhone. So I had to go. Well, they sound the they sound ones. great. You yeah. know, the, the it's so nice whenever you have the headphones on, because if you don't have headphones on, we can hear ourselves on your side. Yeah, there could be echoes like, oh. and delays. So, <laughs> so like, literally right before I joined, I, I was like, oh, the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for putting those yes, in. Thank you. So as you as you got into Peloton, how did it help you with your getting in shape journey? Was that the only mm. thing you were doing? Were you focused on changing your diet? What were you doing? Yeah. What worked? I love how there's all these diets out here, but there's science. There's only one way you're going to lose weight. And it's if you burn more calories than you consume in a day. And however you can do that is the way you're going to lose weight. And part of it is kind of a four, four pronged attack. I had at it is trying to do the 30 minutes of exercise every day. If you follow my leaderboard, you can see that I'm not doing 30 minutes a day, but when you have a good day, go longer. When you need a day off, you need to take that off or you're going to burn yourself out. And I think that's what was happening in the past. I have found the the intermittent fasting has been helpful, doing an 11 to 7 window. And people think it's so hard to skip breakfast. That's not the hard thing. It's hard not to sit and eat a bag of potato chips and pretzels while we're watching TV right before bed. And you know, that, that was hard for the first few weeks, but you, you kind of get used to it. And, and uh, this one's going to be tough for you, Tom, but missing, skipping dessert and uh, <laughs> it is. cutting back, cutting back on uh, alcohol and, and switching to, you know, clears, and no mixers, you know, reducing those empty calories. I've always felt fortunate that, I'm, like I said, I'm not a big drinker because it's, it's not, that would be, if I enjoyed that, that would just be more calories I'd be pouring on, literally onto myself. Already and but it's, not dessert. Don't you like dessert? Of course, I like dessert. I'm a human. <laughs> What's being, funny but. about Tom with his desserts, though, is that like when he's on one of his kicks of like I will lose weight now, he doesn't eat any carbs, and that includes desserts. Yeah, and it's mm. like. It's crazy how disciplined he can be, but also he eats zero fruits and vegetables, like zero. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how he's still alive because yeah, I've never <laughs> seen him either, eat a fruit, a vegetable, and I've never seen him drink a glass of water. If you, so I don't know what's happening. If you cut me open, I'm made entirely of rickets. <laughs> and we need to study yeah. you. <laughs> I, should, I would have made a great pirate, except I'm just not tough. But, <laughs> except for that, I'd have made a great pirate. I um. Uh, but I do the intermittent fasting thing too. I eleven to seven. I do the same window, and yeah, skipping breakfast mm-hmm. is easy. It's just sitting down right. to watch TV, and you yeah. just want to, you know, munch. Yeah, and how- everyone around you has eaten, and but it's yeah. that willpower that you got that you know you got to stick with it. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just totally curious. Question: I was thinking about the fact internet and fasting. The hard part for me is breakfast mm-hmm. because, well, breakfast it's all hard for me. It's just sitting still is hard for me and not eating. So I was mm-hmm. thinking about when I'm at work and I always want to eat while I start my day. That's what I want to do is like have my breakfast while I, I sit there. And then that made me think about like again, you know thinking of tv shows and how they portray surgeons like you guys just go in and like you have conversations at hospitals and then and then you like just walk into the the surgery and just start cutting on people so like is that really how your day goes do you spend most of your day in surgery or do you spend most of your day doing paperwork is it half and half does it depend on the day yeah yeah it's you know in order to have those surgeries to do unless they're emergencies you got to meet those patients so Uh, The way we run our practice is there's two days of clinic where you're seeing patients in the office 
going over their scans with them, examining them, coming up with treatment plans, and then two days for operating. Okay. Okay. That's very reasonable. And what's the average length of time for a surgery? I mean, I mean, I know that there's exceptions on either end of that spectrum, but. Yeah, it really depends on, you know, what surgery it is. Some surgeries we do are under a half hour. Some brain tumors, uh, you know, during residency and, uh, you know, more recently, we've had some big tumors. It, it can actually take over 24 hours. Whoa. Uh, some, uh, sometimes you need to, you know, take a break, have the patient remain intubated and come back the next day. But, you know, typically in a private practice like ours, the window is going to be anywhere from an hour to three hours for most cases. Okay. Gotcha. And are you like, for lack of a better term, you like in there the whole time or is there like you're actually like surgery in (laughs) the whole time? Or is there like (laughs) kind of like some downtime where you're doing other stuff or things where you're waiting for certain things to happen to check to see if it's cool to. to, Right, right, right. There, you know, there are cases where, you know, you're by yourself without an assistant and you're there the whole time. Uh, We tend to operate as partners and if one needs a break, you can, the other can keep going. Or as you said, there's times when uh, we've sent out a specimen, we're waiting for the pathologist and, you know, waiting to to see if it's okay to proceed or should, is it, do we have enough where we can stop? Uh, So, but for the most part, it's surgerizing the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) So I got the word right. See, you were making fun of me, but the... I think he just went with it. No, he didn't. <laughs> pretty sure. So, that's what happened? Um, <laughs> do, do you ever get tired of saying the following? Well, I mean, I'm no brain surgeon. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I like to add a level to that because I was lucky enough to train at Harvard. So I'm like, well, that's not how we did it at Harvard Brain Surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Wow, that's a lot of dropping. Yeah, I I, I save the H-bomb until someone's really, you know, uppity and they need to be put in their place. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's that's great. That's a good, yeah, that's great because that's a great one-two punch, right? Like you got the brain surgery (laughs) and then if they're still going to be a little shit, you'd be like, (laughs) Harvard, Harvard. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I don't know. Down. That's not how we did. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I went to Harvard State. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, back to Peloton. Yeah. So, so, um, when you I start, <laughs> I saw that. Thank you, thank it you. Took four years to get this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you con- became a brain surgeon faster. That's true. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So whenever you kind of like, okay, you're all in on Peloton. So did you have like an instructor that that was like that was your go to that that kind of changed everything for you? Or is it just you just were like, I am going to do this now. And you stayed focused. I stayed focused, but I do have an instructor and you can check my rides. It's it's all about Jess King. Uh, there's a huge crush. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're a runner now too? Since she switched to, she's she's no, I don't running. do the tread yet. You know, part of the reason that I was like I have to do something is I hurt my knee going to the store to pick up beer. Oh, and I was like, if I don't change here, I'm going to need knee surgery. You know, 
I say beer to be cool. It was actually White Claws, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, at least it happened doing something you love. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I've still been a little afraid to go back to running because the, the bicycle's uh, not as hard on your knees as the tread would be. Absolutely. He's probably like, and you don't want those knee surgery guys in there mucking around. <laughs> Get some guy who couldn't put a brain surgeon in there doing God knows what. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I am not saying that at yeah. all. And I hope that no one that I work with is listening to this. <laughs> and you find out he went, some, he went to some community college. <laughs> not the big H but, but like he, I did. It's awful. But, but even the uh, when I started back in 2017, you know, it was always with Jess and for Nicole, my wife's hundredth ride, we went to the studio in New York nice. and we wanted to do the, a live ride with her. Yeah. Quick, funny story. <laughs> she, so obviously everyone tries to get a picture and yeah. I, I don't know if she had a class before, but she came out and my wife was like, you got to talk to her. I'm too nervous. We were like starstruck. <laughs> and she's like, you got to go up to her. So there's a little juice bar there in the studio and Jess is going to get it. And I just throw up. I'm like, hey. And she's like, hi, bye. And ran away. And I realized I was the creepy old man. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't even remember. And she doesn't even didn't mean anything by it. She was probably busy getting ready for the next class. <laughs> I told her, she's like, you blew it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm sure that's what happened, that she had a back to back class and she didn't yeah. have time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your wife should take solace in the fact that you're not good at picking up women. That's like, true. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's, Ultimately, that's an upside. She should, she should bring her comfort. Yeah, that, that, that's been made clear to me throughout my life. My my brother's best man speech uh, commented heavily on that. <laughs> it's been a theme is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so your wife really has nobody to blame but herself that she didn't get to meet. Exactly. She's the one that said yes. I'm still, I still don't know how. I must have confused her and... But she's stuck now. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, honestly, you guys probably went so far back that you didn't get to the part where like um, now they have this like system that they come out right after class and they like have everybody lined up. So I think oh. you guys probably went early on. It was 2017. Yeah. So back then there were no bodyguards. Yeah. There were no there were no anything. It was just kind of like helter skelter. Everybody just did because it was so low key. You know, it was fine. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. it's like now. Well, right now it's nothing because of COVID. But but <laughs> but whenever it pops back in, it's like there's this line. As soon as they come out of class, they go and they like freshen up and then they come out and they do pictures and they have a little uh, spot all set up for that now. So, um, you know, I'm sure if you ever get a chance to go back, you will be able to to get your picture. Oh great! <laughs> We're allowed to leave the house again. I know, right? Yeah. Hoping to twenty twenty one is going to be the year yeah. we all get to leave our houses yeah. again. Not right away, unfortunately. But. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got you got to be loaded for bear, man. You got you probably got masks coming out of your ears as a surgeon, like you. Yeah. Well, it's you know it, running short, even even you know in the hospitals. Wow. It's, Are they still? It's uh, better with the PPE now, mm -hmm. but now we just don't have enough beds and right. uh, places to, to put patients. So it is it's, crazy times. Yeah, it's crazy times. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the second wave was worse 100 years ago. It's not going to be different this time either. Yeah. If only there was a way to know these things were... Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll bite our tongues. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is what is your leaderboard name for those who may not know? Oh, uh, the Cookie Monster with an A at the end. Because he's street. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was from being in Boston for okay. a bit. And, yeah, and it worked it, that but, way too. But I think it was because it wouldn't let me put ER at the end because there's so many letters you can use or something. But yeah. I actually got it from, I don't think she's with Peloton anymore, Jen. Uh, Jennifer Jacobs. Yeah. One of one of her early rides. And she just looked into the camera and was like, come on, Cookie Monster, take me all the way to Sesame Street. And I'm like, that's it. That's <laughs> 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 Awesome. Yeah. Well, good thing you didn't go with Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Or snuffle up against because she wouldn't have seen you. <laughs> oh, my word. And, and- <laughs> So uh, being that I enjoyed cookies a lot and uh, at the time, it kind of fit because I was just the fat guy on the bike for a while. (laughs) So uh, do you have any advice for people who are just now getting their bike? Yeah, I I think part of the problem that hurt me in the beginning. Well, I guess I heard on one of your podcasts that they only did 45 minute rides in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. I would always try to do 45 minutes and it would knock me out and then. I need like three days off. And then that fourth day, I'm like, uh, I'm not going back. And you start in the cycle again of, you know, just getting bad habits. So just there's no shame in starting with the beginner classes, doing only 10, 15 minutes or whatever you feel is good. And you'll see yourself building up and, you know, coming back and being able to do more and more. Yes, that's great advice. Yeah, that is great advice. And you're a doctor. You could you could literally make that a prescription. <laughs> yeah, but it's been studies have shown you can get your heart rate up 30 minutes a day. You know, you're going to live longer and be healthier. Awesome. So any way you need to get that done, you know, even walking doesn't have to be on the bike. Although, you know, I found this to be the the quickest way to get that. You know, those calories off. And more, and it's fun. It's yeah. more fun. Oh, than so fun! Walking. It's so fun. Definitely. <laughs> so, real quick, before we let you go, I'm just curious. So, you said that you know the studies show that get your heart rate up 30 minutes a day mm-hmm. is good for your heart. Is there something people can do every day that is good for your brain? Yeah, constantly using it. Just like you know, exercise. You need to exercise your muscles. You know, simple things, word puzzles. So just constantly challenging your brain. Reading. You know, trying to learn something new every day, even even at, uh, as a neurosurgeon, every case we learn something new. There's, there's constantly, as long as your brain is trying to incorporate new information and, and learn those facts, it's going to stay healthy. This from the guy who the first thing I do is set up my TV, which isn't helping my brain, but <laughs> it depends on the kind of break. it depends on the kind of show you watch, though, right? That's, That's, true. True. That's yeah. true. That's true. I think it also depends on how you watch a show. Yeah, because right? mm-hmm. there, there are some shows that are just kind of mindless and you let them kind of roll over you. But there's other shows that can really engage you, even even not necessarily educational, but like I'm just thinking of a show like Lost. There was so Mm -hmm. much going on. You had to actively watch that show, pay attention, connect threads and plot points. Like I would I would think if you were in an MRI, your brain would be lighting up in a totally different way watching a show like that versus the real world. Yeah. 
I agree with that. <laughs> also, the way we watch Dateline, we're always trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we become investigators. Yes. We're solving I remember the time. Lost was that first show that we binged and I drove to three different Hollywood videos and blockbusters to find season three so that we could watch yeah. it. This was before everything was on demand. But totally. yeah, that was definitely a gay job. I loved it. And, and he was a neurosurgeon. So oh, that's that right. Was he was. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh, uh, that show was so, I was so disappointed in the ending, but it was such a fun ride. It, yes. Yeah. They have a trouble finishing shows. It seems like that in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, don't even. Yeah. She, <laughs> she loved the books and by about season three, she's like, I'm I done had, if you I are. I had to bail because like yeah. they, they, they screwed it up. The books are completely different and they just, I can't even, I yeah. cannot. Yeah. She was just like, I'm good with stopping if, unless you want to keep watching. And I'm like, I was only watching for the boobs. And so I'm like, my, I can just concern, Google that. My concern is I'm like, is this dude ever going to finish these books so no. I can read the actual way I that it know, was supposed I to happen? Know. I'm like, ah, I mean, it's, I, I heard he got ill, so I'm not sure we're going to get it. But you know, I definitely will read it as soon as he puts it out. He'd make. Tons of money. <laughs> I think that's the problem. He's already made tons of money. Yeah, yeah that's true. His, his incentive, his his demand, and, and and there's such a fan base that they're going to tear him apart. Whatever he does, it's not going to make a group happy. That's yeah, right. you got that right. Yeah, we can, we're familiar with that. Sometimes, so so uh, I guess uh, before we let you go, where can people find you if you would like to be found? Oh yeah, where uh, our group is at tylerneuro.com on Facebook at Tyler Neuro Surgical Associates. You can interact with us at that way. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm Dr. Nalback on Instagram and Stephen Vincent on Facebook. But it's basically family pictures and vacation trips. Uh, occasionally, we'll you know I'll share some of the stories that our practice does of patient stories and good outcomes and just, you know, some happiness in this world of sadness and loneliness in our homes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. For sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. I'll see you on the leaderboard. Definitely. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Well, one of two things, uh, we're either going to talk to Robin January or we're going to have an interview with a very interesting company, uh, something very a little different than we typically do. Okay. Uh, we will. We could be interviewing MetPro, which we'll talk about when that happens. Okay. Like, but I'm not exactly sure how the timing is going to work out. So gotcha. So might be Robin, might be MetPro. Okay. We'll see. So uh, until then, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike, and of course the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash the Clip Out while you're there. What are you doing? <laughs> I got lots of energy. You do. You're just like <laughs> bouncing around like crazy. It reminds me of, you know how when the Muppets, whenever the Muppets uh, finish a, num- <laughs> a number, they all look around and nod at each other with their mouths open? That's what, <laughs> that's what you look like right now. Yeah. <laughs> so where was I at? Uh, Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page. Join the group. Don't forget. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel, which you really want to. So you can see Crystal imitating a Muppet right now. Uh, YouTube.com slash the clip out and sign up for our newsletter at the So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling and running. I really hope John Mills doesn't turn that into a gift. 